Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a video and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Today, I have with me an accomplished professional, Manuraj Jain. Manuraj, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Arikosh. Thanks Thank for having you. me over. Manuraj is the founder and CEO of The Money Club. He's the managing partner of Viniculum Capital Partners. So, uh, Manuraj, tell me, what would you say are three key milestones in your life or your career? Uh, so, uh, first of all, thanks for having me over, Ashutosh. And uh, to answer your question, I think the three big milestones that I would see, it, it's more in terms of accomplishments. Mm-hmm. I think the first one, the big milestone that uh, these are all life-changing milestones for me. Sure. The first one is uh, getting into IIT, uh, straight out of school. I went to IIT Kharagpur. Uh, that was one of the milestones. The second one is joining Slumberjee. So I joined um, joined Slumberjee as an oil field engineer, and uh, there I kind of uh, became the uh, high potential engineer across uh, you know fifty thousand employees mm-hmm. in a span of two three years. And the third one is actually uh, going to France to do my MBA from NCI. Mm-hmm. All three experiences have actually uh, shaped. Um, uh, you know, my personality. Okay. If you can allow me to add the fourth one, I can add, add one more. So this was when I was um, almost a kid, when I was in school, I used to play table tennis. I'm, I'm a national champion. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, a state champion, played national. So I played, uh, I played nationals uh, when I was in grade eight. Mm-hmm. So again, so these are four very big milestones in my career that have kind of shaped who I am today. So now let's talk about the Money Club. Tell me about this venture and what you do here. See, Money Club is a technology platform uh, where uh, users from all over the country can um, discover other individuals and start pooling up money. And uh, in a group, they can start saving, borrowing and investing. In other words, basically, Money Club uh, is a platform. It's an artificially intelligent platform. Uh, for uh, people to invest in jet funds. Mm-hmm. Now, we developed this platform to address the problem of fraud in the space. Mm-hmm. So, there's a huge problem of fraud that plagues this industry and hence the reputation of this industry. Mm-hmm. We realized that by building uh, technology and um, you know transparency in the whole process, mm-hmm. this problem can be addressed very effectively. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, what is a neobank for savings? So, see, neobank as a definition is uh, is anything which is apart from the current structure of a bank that we see today. <clears throat> now, in, in probably next 10 years, um, a neobank for savings would mean a completely different way of imagining the bank mm-hmm. where people can start... At, use the product called savings. Now in uh, Money Club, if you see that, uh, you know, when people join a group, micro groups are created, 10 people, 20 people come together, they pool up money and they save money and they can withdraw that savings uh, whenever they want to withdraw based on their contingent need. Now this uh, basically creates a flexible savings product. Mm -hmm. Very unlike the FDs and RDs that we see today. Uh, so the, the current banking system is offering a savings product, which is, uh, which I would say is uh, quite old. No innovation has happened in that space. 
and uh, money club model is actually going to bring a new age banking solution for uh, product like savings this i am assuming will be within the guidelines of the reserve bank of india yes so actually not rbi yeah you can say rbi but uh, uh, see the the business of chit funds is actually governed by the central chit fund act 1992 Mm-hmm. and uh, it's governed by the state it's a state subject just like transportation and healthcare mm-hmm. uh, and rbi acts as an advisor to the state governments or the registrar of the state governments to be specific mm-hmm. uh, in case the registrars want to seek any advice from the rbi okay so you know uh, over the last 10 years chit funds has become a, you know a, a challenging word you know with problems that have been seen with several you know the big biggest of them being sahara shri and then there's bengal which seems to be the capital of the chit fund scams etc uh, how is the money club different in that how are you different and how do you protect small investors see uh, when we started um, so we started building this product around 3 years ago mm-hmm. and um, the the main problem in this business uh, model is is the cashier so first of all let me tell you about the chit fund industry mm-hmm. so the chit fund industry in india is almost a 50 to 100 billion dollar industry so it's a huge industry and in this space only 10% of the industry is actually registered mm-hmm. which means that people actually register the groups with the government 90% of the groups that get formed are actually unregistered these are groups where people you know informally get together they uh, start saving money and start rotating money among themselves so microfinance is actually also another form of uh, roska right so it's a rotating savings and credit uh, association now in this model uh, there's a central guy called the cashier you know who the cashier is the guy who forms the group collects the money holds a bit and then disperses money to the winner right now the cashier gets into a into a ponzi scheme very quickly mm-hmm. and uh, he is the guy who runs away with people's money and because uh, people are doing this uh, informally uh, they they don't have it registered anywhere mm-hmm. so they don't have any legal recourse when a cashier runs away with their money so that's the reason why people get into this trap they start uh, they 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 find a local cashier start saving in cash the cashier runs away and then they get into trouble so this is what happens this is the biggest problem in the space and uh, in the registered uh, uh, chit fund space where you where you read uh, sharda and sahara now these are actually uh, deposit schemes they are not actually a chit fund if you really were to go into um, the model they are actually technically not a chit fund they were not operating as a chit fund so it's just uh, the media has kind of uh, painted it in the wrong picture and just uh, spread like wildfire now what is different in the money club model is that we have removed the the risk of the cashier so in our model when we started off uh, people pool up money the money does not uh, get collected in a central place so once the bid is done once the auction is done people start moving money among themselves and uh, it's a complete peer to peer model actually chit fund is actually a the india's version of peer to peer lending you know it's not the lending club or the uh, you know the uh, the fair sent kind of business model <clears throat> that the indians are used to indians are used to doing committees chit funds they call it bc in the west of india 
So this is actually the peer-to-peer lending model. And in our model, we have removed the cashier, so there's no centralization of money. And that's how we are kind of de-risking the whole model. But tell me, you know, my little understanding of chip funds is that I put money, you put money, a third person has to be given a return. They take money from me, you and give a return to the third person. And they just keep on assuming that the treadmill keeps running faster and faster so that the pot of money gets bigger and bigger. Till one day when the, some, someone stops the treadmill, then everyone falls off. Um, around. Where does the cashier come in? No, no, unfortunately, that is not right. So, uh, so I'll just quickly tell you how, how a chit fund works. Okay. So, let's say there's a cashier. He gets uh, nine people together. So, there are totally 10 people. Mm-hmm. All of them decide to pool up 1,000 rupees um, in every 15 days. So, okay. they pool up 10,000 rupees every 15 days. Mm-hmm. Now, this 10,000 rupees can be picked up by any one of the 10 people in the group. So, let's say... Uh, uh, how they decide who picks up the money is by bidding for it. So let's say I bid uh, 100 rupees, you bid 200, somebody bids 300. And let's say the highest bidder bids 900 rupees to pick up the pot. Mm-hmm. Now let's say I bid 900. So I will put 900 on the table and pick up the 10,000 rupees. Mm-hmm. That 900 rupees gets split among the remaining nine members. Okay. So which means that everybody who has contributed to the pot earns an interest of 100 rupees. Mm-hmm. Uh, this happens in round one. Round two, again, the same thing will happen. Everybody will come and contribute 10,000 rupees each and pool up 10,000 rupees. But only nine people will bid mm-hmm. because the first round winner can't bid anymore. And this process goes on for 10 rounds. Okay. So you can imagine that the guy who waited till the end actually picks up the whole pot without uh, bidding for it and he becomes a net investor. So he picks interest in each of the preceding rounds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very interesting. And, you know, when you listen to all these big guys where something has gone wrong, whether it's Sahara or Sharda or a lot of small ones, mm-hmm. uh, who is accountable? I mean, I'm not sure who is a cashier, but is uh, when when you see Shubhrata Roy uh, answering to the Supreme Court, is in Sahara, is Shubhrata Roy the cashier or is it someone else? So the, the registered chit fund company model, uh, the chit fund company is supposed to be the cashier. They are the custodians, uh, custodian of the money mm-hmm. only for the time that the till the till the time the auction is made, okay. and as soon as the auction is done, the money has to move out. But what happens is that uh, you know companies they don't conduct auction; they collect the money, but they don't conduct the auction. They siphon off the money, start using it for some other purposes, and um, uh, once there's a winner. They don't give the money to the winner. So that's a problem primarily. Okay. And what happens when there are, you know, millions of investors? I mean, in your case, at least uh, the money club has technology to be able to manage very large numbers. But if it is being done manually, a lot of people probably just lose the money. So it doesn't matter whether you do it manually or, um, or let's say with technology, a lot of people will lose their money if the custodian of the money runs away. I see. Yeah. So if, if it's a registered chit fund company, uh, they decide to you know scoot away with the money. Yes, uh, a lot of people will lose the money. Okay. But I would say we are painting uh, the entire picture with a single stroke. Okay. Uh, there are currently 10,000 registered chit fund companies. I'm sure. Uh, Sriram Chits is one of the most reputed chit mm-hmm. fund companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kerala state government is running the country's largest chit fund company and the entire 
infrastructure development of the Kerala state government is being handled by KSFE, which is the country's largest state fund. Very interesting. No, I mean, I don't, I don't, I must clarify, I'm not here trying to, you know, run down any industry, etc. But I, no, no, I'm, I'm, just putting, I'm putting both sides because what has happened is the media has kind of projected a picture, uh, which is incorrect. Okay. Uh, they have forgotten to project the other side of the coin. You know, we are just seeing one side of the coin. So tell me, you know, if I'm a, an investor in a chit fund, uh, from based, based on what you told me, what I get is an option to get a large pool of money at one at one time yes. and some return. But can this return be fixed? Or can I know what, what return I can get if I put 1,000 rupees? No, you can't. you can't. Technically, you can't. Because it is a function of the need of the people when they need the money. The other, other members of your group. Okay. And uh, therefore, based on what you are saying, what my again, my understanding, is that you as the platform don't really retain any money. Correct. In fact, we as a platform, we uh, we don't even uh, forget retaining. We don't take money at all. Okay. So what we do is uh, we keep the pool as notional. Mm-hmm. And we say that, let's say notionally 10,000 rupees is on the table. Let's bid. Uh, we go through the bid and let's say I win. I will just enter my bank account details on the app. The remaining nine people will transfer their funds directly into my bank account. So the platform, the money does not pass to the platform. And what happens if they don't? If they don't, then they default. Okay. So that's where our uh, the platform's uh, underwriting algorithms come into the play. And that's where the intelligence that we have built in comes into the play. Very interesting. So I was also reading, and maybe I was wrong, but you also give loans. No, we don't. You don't give loans. Okay. Okay. Then, then my, my understanding is wrong. And, you know, uh, let's now move on and let's talk about Viniculum Partners, Capital Partners. Okay. That I'm assuming is a different company. It was. So I used to run. So let's say when I came back from NCR in 2008, mm-hmm. I um, I honestly had a couple of job offers in London mm-hmm. uh, with Mitchell Madison and American Express. Mm-hmm. But uh, 2008 was early. 2008 was a time when you know India's economy was really heating up. Uh, things were going north. And I felt that the entire world is coming to India and uh, I should not be moving west. Mm-hmm. So I decided to start up something on my own. Okay. And that's when I started Windlum Capital Partners in 2008. Okay. It started off as a boutique uh, investment banking outfit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was uh, primarily uh, helping small and medium enterprises to raise private equity capital. Mm-hmm. I did that for around four or five years and I realized that, uh, you know, this is not a game that I like. Uh, it's purely relationship based. Uh, mm-hmm. All eye banking work is very relationship based, mm-hmm. and I wanted something which is more intellectual in nature. Mm-hmm. So I moved. Uh, uh, I pivoted away from eye banking in 2013 and started uh, <clears throat> working on growth, the problem of growth for SMEs. Mm-hmm. So typically, these small companies they they struggle growing uh, to 10x. You know, they typically they grow to a certain level and they plateau. Mm-hmm. So, and they really struggle uh, after this. You can't go like 10x after that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I created a model with one of my uh, friends and partner from McKinsey. Uh, he came back from Dubai. Um, we created a model based on uh, reality determination uh, using the Socratic uh, principle. Mm-hmm. And we started solving business problems using this approach. Mm-hmm. And um, 
that actually got uh, really interesting and we started solving very good problems for smes mm-hmm. and we started growing companies uh, you know started changing the trajectory of the companies to the you know high growth path mm-hmm. from 2013 to 2000 around 16 17 uh, my whole idea was to build a portfolio of uh, you know five companies to grow mm-hmm. from x to 10x and then basically find a winner in the end and cash out from the winner that was the whole idea of vintra okay. okay interesting so i'm going to now move to the the next segment of our conversation which is some questions for you personally uh manraj for someone who's done so much um, you know in such short period of time what does success mean to you <laughs> okay so so honestly um Uh, what i have realized uh, over the last uh, short stint of work is that the business is actually a manifestation of the uh, founder's consciousness mm-hmm. so whatever happens around me or whatever baby i create as a founder mm-hmm. it is just a manifestation of what is happening inside me okay. and it is a manifestation of my awareness and my consciousness mm-hmm. so the more uh, um i become self aware the more my business is going to grow so for me uh, success is actually understanding my self awareness mm-hmm. if i were to put that in one sentence and uh, a follow up question to that is that who or what inspires you see i think inspiration is Uh, i don't consider inspiration as a positive uh, word mm-hmm. because uh, inspiration means that we are trying to copy mm-hmm. or let's say not copy but we look at somebody else see what they have done mm-hmm. and we get motivated to probably achieve what the other person has achieved by looking at what he's done right that is that is how i would define inspiration Okay. Now, 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 this is something that is uh, not right. Mm-hmm. And uh, over the years, uh, our education system has kind of, uh, you know, given a given a wrong weightage to this word. We should not be inspired at all. Okay. Honestly, we should be uh, aware of who we are. Um, so every individual is like a flower on uh, in a garden, right? Some. Uh, something is uh, somebody might be a sunflower somebody might be a tulip somebody might be a poppy but everybody needs to flower uh, individually and beautifully mm-hmm. so you know a sunflower can't be inspired by a let's say a tulip and say that i'll start becoming a tulip uh, so that's not right we have to understand who we are fair enough uh, my next question is uh, on failure and i've often said that you know uh, indians don't teach children it's okay to fail uh, yet we fail and we learn so my question from to you is what have been some of your learnings from some of your mistakes so i think uh, the way i look at failure is uh, so if you if we try to understand what failure means so failure is an expectation mismatch mm-hmm. right so we were trying to expect a certain outcome in a certain scenario it didn't happen and we consider that as a failure now that happens primarily because our expectation is wrong we fail because our expectation is wrong okay. uh now the question is uh, how do we get the right expectation 
mm-hmm. or how do we know what what is the right expectation to have in a particular situation right. so for to and the answer to that is uh, we should not have any expectation at all okay <laughs> so if there is no and geeta says it very beautifully you know karm karta jao phal ki ichha mat rakho so and i completely uh, follow that i think uh, without any expectation if we are in tune with the you know the collective consciousness mm-hmm. then every action that we take is going to be intuitive and it will be in sync with the collective awareness so uh, and then whatever comes to you uh, is going to, is a response to your karma past karma so fair enough uh, my last question to you balraj uh, now is uh, and so the thousands of people who will listen to our conversation what is the advice uh, if you believe in advice uh, that you can give to young managers who are starting off on their journey either as entrepreneurs or in the corporate world i think the only uh, thing that i can tell anyone although uh, when i was in the management advisory business mm-hmm. in winklum mm-hmm. i realized uh, one thing that uh, you know advice can never be given it is only taken mm-hmm. so if there's anybody who would like to take any advice i think the only advice i would uh, say is find a way to understand yourself <laughs> everything else will follow after that well said uh, maraj thank you very much it's been a pleasure speaking to you and thank you for clarifying so many things about the chit fund which i didn't know about i think that that's been an amazing learning for me but thank you again for the conversation thanks arjush thanks for having me over and i hope uh, with this conversation uh, the the light in which it funds are seen might uh, start changing i hope so thank you again thank you for listening to the brand called you video cast and podcast a platform that brings you knowledge experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.